John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through the Cronulla Sharks Best 17 today. You're probably wondering why the Centre of Excellence has had a bit of a makeover. Well, myself and my little 5'8 over there, who I'll bring in in a second, we were down at the CBA Centre of Excellence. Air conditioning wasn't working, and I'll give you the hot tip, I was sweating a storm. So we migrated, we came up the river here to Bloke and a Bar Studios. It's not bad here, I guess, Matty. Oh, look. I've been here a few times. It's pretty good. <laughs> it, look, we this is our second take. We did start the first podcast. Um, that was a few hours ago. We did go to the pub. We did stop at the pub for about mm. two to three hours for a couple of schooners and cocktails. But you know, it's a hot day, so I think that's I think that should be written in the law. If it's above thirty five degrees, you should be allowed to go for a couple of schooners at lunch. Without a doubt, I will say this about this studio: you won't find a Hopgood, a Cotter, a Harry Grant. You won't find one of them here. A washed-up Broncos winger? Maybe. I'm not ruling it out, Matty. I'm not going to respond to that as he is my <laughs> boss and pays my bills and I love my job, so I will be taking the fifth on that one. <laughs> I was talking about Jarrell. Um, Okay. Cronulla Sharks, mate. Uh, we obviously started this before. There's, I mean, the Sharks, I, I would argue that over the last few years, they've probably been, as far as team selection, probably the most uh, consistent side to pick. I think that they, you know... There was no real shocks last year, no huge surprises as far as their team. And this year it's a little bit more interesting, but I think, you know, especially the spine, I think it picks itself. They've lost a couple of guys, probably Matty Moylan, the headliner there, realistically, uh, wasn't in great form. Moisa, anyway, uh, Trindle had come in for him at the end of the season. So not really much changes. There's a couple of special, uh, there's a couple of positions that there's a bit of speculation around. But Matty, for me, what I've always got to keep in mind is that Craig Fitzgibbon, he's very hesitant to make changes. Uh, it takes a lot for Fitzy to make changes. Uh, two ways to look at that, you know, when they're losing, he's, you know, other guys getting comfortable or, you know, has Fitzy earned their trust because he's got so much faith in them and they've got so much confidence in their position. You, honestly, depending on what part of the season it's at for the last two years, you could make a really fair argument on both. But I think it is something we need to keep in mind that for whatever reason, Fitzy, he doesn't like to make a stack of changes, does he? No, he does not. Uh, unfortunately, though, the Sharks, like, he, he's been the head coach for two years now. Um, they went out in straight sets in that first year, which was, was pretty bad, but you could say, okay, we've, we've learned our lesson. Unfortunately, they went out pretty easily this year as well. So I am with you. I, I think we'll see a relatively similar team just based on what we've seen. But it's one of those things, if you, if you do the same thing over and over and over, you go insane. So could we see a couple of changes here and there? Maybe, but... Yeah, from what we've seen in the past, I tend to think we won't see a big amount of changes. Matty, you mentioned that you do the same thing over and over again. You go insane. Uh, this side, uh, they've made finals the last two years. Um, an incredibly good effort to be making, to be playing finals as an NRL side. You must be doing something right. Um, that's an achievement within itself. But the reality is this team has gone out in straight sets last two years in a row. Uh, they are 0 from 3 in finals. The thing that stands out for me, though, mate, they're 0 from 3, but they're 0 from 2 in home finals. Yep. That's what worries me. Yeah, especially like such a – it's not like it was 
you know, a core stadium where it's like, it's their, that's their ground. That's their fortress. Yeah. And they, I, I get both losses were, were by one point, but those, that's the type of situations where that the crowd gets you those extra couple of points. So yeah, I imagine Sharks fans listening to this are still incredibly, incredibly frustrated because you're right. Like they cut, especially that first year, they flew under the radar all year. They end up coming second. And last year, that they, were, they weren't as good, but they still good enough to make the top eight, but they just fell in the finals. And yeah, Sharks fans would probably be one of the more frustrated fans in the comp at the moment. I, uh, I take out the South Sydney loss in 2023, I, 2022, sorry. You know, the Cronulla Sharks, they were out on their feet. They put everything into the week before against the Cowboys. But for me, those two home finals that they've lost against the North Queensland Cowboys, I think they scored 32 points and lost. Mm. In finals footy, that is inexcusable for me. Um, and you know what? Like, against that Rooster side this year, like, the Roosters have played six weeks of finals footy in the lead-up to that. Yeah. Sharkies, you know, didn't cruise into the top eight, but, you know, that they weren't playing must-win games every single weekend. Uh, and to get done by the Roosters at home like that uh, was very, very disappointing for me. And I, uh, it's sort of left, and, you know, I've, I'm always high on the Sharkies. I, I, I thought they'd actually take that step in finals this year. And you, you know what, Matty, you're exactly right. A one-point loss, it is what it is. They're close, but, I mean, that's what finals footy is. Mm. One and two-point games. Uh, and you either win them or you don't, and that's the reality of it. And this team, 0 from 3 at the moment. I guess where I was going with that, Matty, is... If they, you know, if, if they make it into the finals this year, which I'm confident they will with their squad, and they go out week one, or they have a top four finish, they lose week one, go out week two, we're getting into real head noise, sort of yips categories for me. Yep. How would you respond? I totally agree. Um, I think I, I'm happy. I've, as I said before, like, they have gone out in straight sets. Well, they went out last year cheaply, straight sets the year before. I still think this team can do something. Yep. But if the same thing happens this year, that's when you start saying, all right, we need to shake things up. I haven't thought maybe the back end of last year, maybe they need to recruit. I, I know they're getting out of Fenor Blake in a year, but that's yep. irrelevant for now. Um, it, it is interesting. They, I'll have a look. They are, uh, let me just get this up. Bear with me. So they do have a lot of players coming off contract in 2024 and 2025. A lot. I, and I dare say it's the most in the comp. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 of their 30-man squad coming off contract in the next two years, which is probably more than any team. If this happens again, I, I would expect some changes to be made to the wider squad. Yep. But I do think this current team, I, th I, I do think they could win a premiership this year. I, I, think, I think they are they are capable of making the top four at least. So I hope it doesn't come. I don't think it will come to that. But unfortunately, what we've seen the last two years, maybe it will. Who knows? The squad on paper, there's no arguing. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I, uh, the thing that I find really difficult with the Sharkies is that if they finish season 2024, they go out in straight sets or they lose week one. The reaction is, okay, what do we have to change? And I look at their side, I go, what am I going to change? I've got a fullback there who's very solid. Is he a superstar? No, but am I going to have the money to go out and get one of these million-dollar fullbacks? Probably not. Mm. Can I get two better wingers than I've got right now? You could argue they're the best wing combo in the comp. If and if you want to say Penrith and Roosters, sure, they're in the top three. Top three, yeah, sure. Centers. 
you got Talakai, you got Jesse Ramian. Are they the greatest centers in the world? No, but once again, I would have them as a top five or six center pairing. Is that unfair? It's not unfair. Talakai's played Origin. Ramian is an Origin caliber player yep. on his day. So, yep, agreed again. Uh, we've got a Dalian medalist at half eight. You've got Braden Trindle at five eight, to be fair, but he's shown that he can play. Like, you're not. There's a lot of halves in this competition that I'm more worried about than Braden Trindle. Yep. Um, and you're pairing him up with a Dalian medalist who, what, he came second in the Dalians last yeah, year? He's again. one of the best players in the NRL. So, back line, I, 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 I don't know what the problem is. What do you fix that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Forward pack, Blake Braley. Done. Okay. Are there better hookers in rugby league? Sure. Are they that much better than Blake Braley? I don't think so. Mm. You look at their front row forwards, they've got AFB arriving, which is sensational. But you guys like Toby Rudolph, these sort of fellas. Uh, Hamlin Welle, love them. You know, once again, are there better front row forwards in the world? Yeah, there's Payne Haas, there's these guys. But can this team with that back line afford to pay front row forwards that much money? They're, all, they're already doing it in 2025. They're bringing a big money front row forward there. You're going to have to get the most out of him. My second rowers... I honestly, if you said to me, Britt Nicola is the best second row in rugby league, I go, I understand where you're coming from. Yep, agree. I 100% get where you're coming from. Hey, and Nicola he, last year was in my team of the year. Yeah. For sure. Him and for we Peter. would look at him completely differently if he was playing for New South Wales and the Kangaroos. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Like the the other second row spot is up for grabs. You've got Teague Wilton. Uh, you've got a few other guys. We'll talk about them soon. Lock forward, you've got Cam McInnes, Dale Finucane. Like there, there's just... There is nothing wrong with this side. They're, yeah, they're, on paper, they're such a well-balanced team. They're, like, they're, there is no excuse for them not to be winning finals games. And that's what I worry, that if they get to the end of the season, they aren't successful. Thank God they've got the carrot of, oh, well, AFB's coming. Mm. It's not like AFB's a guy that dominates in finals footy either, though, for me. He's a very solid front row forward. He's He's got a huge amount of upside. He'll score points for you. I'll give you the hot tip. You know what Cronulla don't lack? Fucking points. Mm. I'm just, if, if they do not win this year, it is going to be a huge, huge test for Craig Fitzgibbon. And it's incredibly unfair on Craig Fitzgibbon to say, hey, he's three years into his coaching career. He's made finals three times, but because he hasn't won, there's a problem. But there is a problem there. And for yeah. me, I look at this squad and they're not a team that I go, well done, you made finals. That's a really good knock. I said that about Canberra last year. Yeah, This squad isn't, well done, pat on the back, let's give some credit. It's, you should be winning a premiership. Yeah, this, this, time, this team should, be, at minimum, be in preliminary finals. 100%. This team should be, like, they have been favourites in two out of those three games at home, haven't managed to get them in either of them. They, you know, one was against the Cowboys, who missed the finals the year after. They then lost to South Sydney, also missed finals the year after. Then played the Roosters, who scraped into the finals by their ball sack. Yeah. They, like, they should be winning those games of football. For sure. And it's... Obviously, the whole thing with the Sharks last year is they can beat up the little teams, well, the, 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 the weaker teams, sorry, yep. uh, can't beat the big teams. They eventually beat South, who didn't end up being a big team, but that thought I thought, okay, maybe they, and they smashed South. I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to turn that around. Again, South ended up falling off a cliff, so maybe it didn't count for that much. Um, but it's going to be the same this year, unless if they continue to, you know, lose the Penrith, lose the Storm, lose the Bronx, but then you know, beat the weaker teams, we're going to get to finals again and we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We need them to win these big games. So the Sharkies in their first 10 weeks, I don't know what their draw looks like, but I, I, for their sake, they need a couple of big scalps. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, to be completely honest with you, I sat there last year going, it's one, two, 
and everyone else. You know, we, we we spoke about a bloke on here that we never felt like Melbourne and the Warriors were in the same caliber as Penrith and Brisbane. Yeah. To be honest with you, out of Cronulla, um, New Zealand and the Melbourne Storm, you said to me, which one do I prefer the most to probably beat one of those top sides? It was probably Cronulla. Mm. But they were so up and down that you just had no idea what you were going to get week to week. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that needs to be considered is that the last few years, yes, Will Kennedy got injured last year. But outside of that, they've had a very good injury run. Like, they're not like the Roosters that I look at and go, oh, well, you had star players missing and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, there's just no more excuses this year. They have to. And it sounds so bizarre, so bizarre but all I want to see the Cronulla Sharks do this year is win the finals game. Yep. I honestly don't care if they come out and get beat by 50 the next week. I just need them to get over that mental hump for me. Yep. That's I what totally I'm looking agree. for. I totally agree. Let's go through this side. A lot of it picks itself. Fullback, Will Kennedy. Uh, I wouldn't call him underrated anymore. I think everyone's well and truly aware of what Will Kennedy brings. Uh, I don't think he's a superstar in our game, but I think for what you pay Will Kennedy, you get a lot out of him. Um, and when you've got a Dally M winning halfback and the outside backs they do, you can't have superstars ever. It's the reality of it. I think he is a classic example of just balancing your salary cap, Matty. Yeah, I think a few people forgot about him too because he, he was a bit injured last year. Uh, he's a bit in and out. The year before, in 2022, he had a fantastic year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as long as he stays on the field, he, he's great for them. The two wingers. Uh, once again, these guys picked themselves. Uh, Kartawa, Mulatalo, absolutely love both of these guys. Uh, as we said before, they are... You know, they'd be right up there with the best wing combination in the game. Probably nothing to say there, right? Oh, not even – they walk in for sure. They walk in. They're safe as houses. You would take them in any football side without a doubt. Uh, at, at least one of them is better than every, one of every other team's wingers, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're definitely the most underrated wing combo in the comp. They should be t- spoken about as a, like an elite pairing. Yeah, for sure. Centers, Jesse Ramian on the right side. He locks down that spot. Uh, Ramian reminds me a little bit of Katoni Staggs. Matty, I watch him and I go, you're playing well, but I know you've got more in you. Mm. And the year that Jesse Ramian realizes how big and strong and everything he can be, good God, he is going to be a handful. For sure. I, I actually thought he was really good last year. I thought he was, one yep. of their better, he was one of their better players. So, yeah, I'm keen to see him step up again this year. He's such a good player. If they can get the absolute best out of him, that right edge of... Hines, Nikita, um, Ramian, mm. and then Katoa. Shut the fucking gate. Yeah, ridiculous. It's over. Ridiculous. That would be sensational. Left center. This is where it gets interesting. See for Talakai. Uh, locked down that spot last year. I personally think, Matty, yep. uh, people are a little bit harsh on Sifatalakai. I think that that game against Morgan Harper was the worst thing Sifat could have done for his career. It set a ridiculously high standard that people expected from him. Um, and because he's not scoring tries left, right, and center, I think people are way over the top on Talakai. I was looking at stats the other day. Uh, as far as line break assists in this competition, he is the only player in the top 10 that is not a spine player. Um, as far as try assists, I think he was in the top 15. Once again, he was the only player in the top 15 that wasn't a spine player. Uh, keep in mind, both of those stats, the guy that came second for both those was Nico Hines, who would have stole a few off him as well. So... I and you know obviously Kale Ito is the name on the on ever the end of everyone's tongue. I am a huge fan of him. I think he's got superstar potential. But this is one of those situations where I understand why Craig Fitzgibbon is hesitant to move Talakai. He also averages 170 run meters per game mm. at center. That's astronomical. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I I I get the feeling a lot of people are off him as well because that whole side 
led in a lot of tries last year, which I, I guess is is kind of fair enough. Fair, um, yeah. But, you know, you're going to have a new 5-8 this year. Wilton's coming back. He'll probably be there. So I, I'm willing to give... Uh, I'm willing to start with Talakai there for sure. Like, especially what, what he can do with the ball. It's outrageous. Yeah. Talakai is a problem in defense. He is not the problem, yeah, though. Yeah. And I think people will realize that pretty quickly. Um, so it comes between Talakai or Young Ito. Uh Obviously, last year, Connor Tracy was coming in and taking a lot of these spots, with Tracy not there now. I think Ito will be the next man up. But there is another guy uh, that I think could be relevant very quickly, and I know that Maddie's very excited about him. Do you want to talk about him now, or do you want to hold off? No, nah, we'll hold off. Okay. Uh, let's move into the halves. Braden Trindle comes into the side at 5'8", partnered with Nico Hines. Uh, I am copying a lot of shit for this, but I think these two will take a while to gel. The thing that helps them is that they've got that easier draw. I think that everyone was more than happy to jump on Matt Moylan's back and give him shit and whatnot. Uh, Moylan played a role that allowed Nico Hines to be a ball-dominant seven. Um, I'm not sure if Braden Trindle has got that in his game. And uh, I, I just think it'll take a little bit longer to gel than what people are expecting, Matty. Yeah, I mean, they're not your traditional, you know, ball playing half and running 5-8, are they? No. So I don't see how anyone can really argue with that. They're two halfbacks, in my opinion. Mm. So, yeah, that'll be interesting how that plays out. I also think that Moylan, and, uh, you know... No defense, like I'm not saying he's a good defender, but he was a very average defender more than there is no doubt about that. He brought a lot in attack, but defense, I think a lot of people are using him as the scapegoat. I think that it's pretty evident as well that Nico Hines has his own problems in defense, as does Braden Trindle. It'll be interesting to see which side teams target. I reckon Nico's going to get a little bit more traffic this year than what he has previously. Mm. So that'll be a little interesting spot to watch there. Uh, let's move into the forward pack. Up front, uh, Toby Rudolph and Hamlin Welle, would you assume, Matty? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty simple one for me. Yep. Yeah. I, I'd have those two starting. I think Toby Rudolph, he's off the beers this year, so yep. could be I fucking think if, anything. If Hamlin can sound, sorry, Hamlin Welle can sound the field, he can, he can be one of the better props in the NRL. I saw uh, the other day the Warriors, I think they've offered him like a six or 700K deal, three-year deal. Yep. Um, could be a very good get. I think... I think, to be fair, when this whole AFB swap situation started, that's the first one I thought of. Yeah, Hamanwele and Fanua Blake just seems seem like the perfect swap. I know Sharks fans are probably a little bit greedy, and since they got AFB and don't want to give anyone back, but I reckon it makes the most sense. Yeah, I, and the Warriors, God, they could do with him. Like, could they? Ever? He is so good. He's, he just he's just unfortunately been um, injured a little bit lately. Yeah, it's the injuries that have held him back. And it's it's he's always coming back from injuries, so we haven't. And it's the one question mark I have over him. I feel like I haven't seen him play 10 weeks of 50 minutes yet, which is what, if you're signing a forward on, you know, 700K as a front row forward, you need to be able to see that. So hopefully this season he can show it. Hopefully his body can hold together. Uh, Blake Braley at nine. Blake with a Y, obviously. Very rare, Matty. Have you ever seen a Blake with a Y before? No, not before uh, Blake Braley. No, yeah. It's the only one. I typed into uh, Getty the other day, Blake Braley, and you know how sometimes they shoot up other things? I thought... Sometimes. There can only possibly be one Blake with a Y. Surely. You know which one shits me the most? Harry Grant. Because you oh, get yeah. all the royal photos. Oh, wow. I didn't Content creators that. will get this. No one else will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very punishing. Yeah, get all these photos of Prince Harry. 
It's a nightmare. Getty is tough because it's it's so it's such it's a global thing. Yeah, so. it's got everything. Mm. Yeah. And you type in a player's name and Storm and you just get all these images of like a tsunami or some yeah. shit tonight. And you can't type the wrong thing either. So yeah, like, or they'll get you. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah, and they autocorrect everything. It's mad. Yeah, people um, are hating anywho, this. Anywho. <laughs> none of you will care about that. Um, back rowers. Britt Nicker on the right side. As you said before, if you told me he was the best back row in rugby league, wouldn't push back on you. I can get where you're coming from. The other back row spot. <laughs> Put your gloves on, Matty. Here we go. Oh, I've already fought the entire Cronulla over Twitter. Um, <laughs> as I said, Sivitalikai is a problem in defence. He is not the problem. I'm not saying Wilton is the problem, but he is definitely a problem. Uh, Cronulla Sharks people talking to me like he's Gavin fucking Miller. There's a lot of issues with Teague Wilton defensively. I personally think when he got injured last year, it was reasonably good timing. I think Craig Fitzgibbon was getting very close to making a change there. I think that, Matty, especially in this age of highlights, stats, supercoach scores, when guys do well in attack, we overlook their defensive capabilities quite often. And I think Wilton's a classic example. Doesn't mean that Wilton can't improve. No. Yeah, he's, he's, his footy IQ is actually very good in attack. He's sensational. Decision-making-wise in defense, though, I really worry about him. And I think that you had Wade Graham who came in there at the back end of the season and things all of a sudden got better. Wade Graham moves laterally slower than what I do, but he's got the footy IQ. Mm. And I think that's something that Wilton lacks in his game at the moment. He's very young. He's got a big future ahead of him. There's no doubt about that. But I think people saying that Teague Wilton is an absolute certainty and that the defense is sorted out now, I'm not quite convinced. What do you think, Matty? I... I agree. I completely hear what you're saying, 100%. I personally think they will start with him, but I thought the Sharks fans jumping down your throat was a bit ridiculous because I thought it was a fair question. And, like, even if, like, people are like, have you forgotten about T. Wilton? Well, T. Wilton was part of the photo. He was so, the photo. Yeah, so, like, Good times. I, found, I found the response to that a bit crazy, to be honest. But me personally, I, I think, yes, he... he he did have his defensive issues last year. Again, you know, how much of that can be attributed to standing next to Moylan and the whole issues that they had together. Maybe maybe it can be fixed this year because it's there's new people on that edge. Maybe they're working on it in the preseason. I I I believe he will be there round one. Yeah. Um but you could be proven right. I, I thought it was a fair question to ask, to be honest. But yeah, he, he would be my starting back role. On that note with Sharky's fans jumping down my throat, he has been at the club for a long time. They've watched him come through. I actually back fans standing up for their players 100%. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not having a go at him as a person, just how he played his footy last year. Uh, I had a, I just had I just had a look at where he came from, thinking he might have been a Sharks junior. He's from um, Naruma uh, down the coast. But uh, I thought the last sentence on his bio was interesting. Uh, he will strive to solidify his place on the left edge once more in 2024. Mm. And I think he is still trying to lock that down. Yep. I agree with you, though, because Craig Fitzgibbon is the coach, I do think he is the most likely to start round one. The guy that I really like that's arrived there is Billy Burns. I think that he was in the Penrith system. He moved to the Dragons. He was in a fucking bang average Dragon side. To be fair, very similar to Wilton. Um, great in attack. He's not fantastic in defense. I do think he's better than Wilton, though. Uh, so keep an eye on Billy Burns. I think that at a new club, new opportunity, I think he's got a bit of uptick in him. So we'll see how that one plays out. Once again, though, 
competition for spots, Matty, always a positive. 100%. Yep. Especially with young young players. Yep. Without a doubt. All right. Let's move to Jersey 13. Uh, you got options here. I think it has to be uh, probably one of three. Dale Finuke and Cam McInnes would be my two favourites. I'd probably chuck Jack Williams in there as well as an option, but uh, I'm heavily in the camp of McInnes or Finucane. Yep. I think these are two guys getting older, Matty. I'm happy if they swap between 13 and 14 throughout the season, depending yep. on how they're managing and whatnot. Yep, yep, 100%. I'd probably... I mean, McInnes is a little more versatile, so I'd probably have him on the bench. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me which one starts at 13. At this stage, I'd probably have Finucane 13, McInnes 14. Yeah. I would. Uh, I think that both these guys are obviously incredible defenders. They make good meters. They're tough. I, I would love to see them have a, a 13 that could maybe just ball play a little bit. And, and and not even so much ball play, just get, when you see Nico Hines sweeping to both sides, he's always at first receiver, just to get him a little bit wider, I would love to see. But they they just don't really have that player in this squad. From, from what I know of these guys, they don't quite have that guy that could act and play that role. I would love to see the Sharkies grab one of those guys. But our big thing with the Sharkies, we want them to defend. So having those two guys there, I get it 100%. So... They're taking th- those two are filling jersey thirteen and fourteen in any order for us, Matty. Agreed. Great, sweet. All right, rest of the bench. Um, I absolutely love Oregon Kofusi. I think he's one uh, that Parramatta will long term regret letting go of. Uh, I really like him. I think he's done a tremendous job for the Sharkies last year. Uh, Royce Hunt, Royce the choice takes jersey sixteen for me. Huge fan of Royce as well. Had to go around the hard way to get into first grade. And then Jersey 17, Matty, we're probably thinking Jack Williams. Yep, I I probably have uh, – we'll we probably disagree here. I, I'll have Hazelton above Kafusi at this stage. Mm. Um, Hazelton's a good shout. Different yeah. body shape too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like both, but I, I yep. think Hazelton's probably got his nose ahead at this point. Um, but I, I definitely have Hunt and Williams, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting too, this uh, Max Bradby that, that, that they yeah, got. It was yeah. meant to, uh, I think he's had a couple of injuries, but I think he's always had a few injuries. Uh, he's another interesting one. Yeah, so I mean, once again, competition for spots in that forward yeah, pack. always good. Very good. I think you can just about, unfortunately, guarantee Dale Finucane's going to miss games at some point. They're going to have to manage him throughout the year. So I think you'll get to see all these guys at some point. Another guy that played a little bit last year in the back row, who we haven't spoken about, is Jesse Colhoun, um, who... From what I've seen of him in first grade, looks to be very up and down, but I know that people down at Cronulla are very excited about him. So I kind of feel like there's more to him that I haven't seen so far, Matty. So another one to sort of keep an eye on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I haven't seen too much of him, but I, I've got a lot of close friends who are Sharks fans, yeah. and they're, they're pretty high on him. So no doubt we'll see a bit of him this year. The only thing I dislike about him, and I dislike about anyone that throws a silent Q in their name, really throws me. Yeah, talk about getting images. Take yeah, it, tell me about it. Goes. <laughs> Never stood a fucking hope. Um, now, I sort of skipped over a big talking point. Mm. I flew through it. Now, obviously, the Sharkies, they run with one hooker. They tend not to run with a utility on their bench um, because they've got Cam McInnes who can sort of play that role if need be in the Jersey 14. Um, they've got back rowers like Teague Wilton who can slide out to the centres if they need to cover. Uh, so they tend to not run with a utility, but... Matty's been deep in the bunker here. Yep. And he's about to change the game for us. Shoot. I think the team that just we that we just read out, I think that will be the team in round one. I think that'll be the team in round two. I think that'll be the team to start the year. Mm. Now, the forgotten man 
who did his ACL last year is Cade Dykes, who I think he played a, at the back end of 2022. I think he played a couple of games on the outside back somewhere. I can't remember if he played a game fullback, but he, he played in the back somewhere. He has a huge future ahead of him. He is a, like really, really highly touted. He did his ACL about a year ago, and so he's, he's ready to rip. Yep. But, you know, he hasn't played much first grade. So I suspect, this is what I think will happen, I think he will play 5-8 for the Newtown Jets uh, to start the year. I reckon he'll play a bunch of games there. And then I reckon by the end of the year, uh, he will be their utility. And that means that McInnes will stay on the bench as well. I think they'll carry both of them. Um, and I think in the long-term future, there's an eye that he could be their long-term six. Yeah, I, I don't actually push back on it. I also think uh, if they – I actually think there's a few spots he could end up in. I am huge on this Ido, but I keep hearing that there's a chance he could jump him at centre too. So I was hearing that as well. Yeah. I just think – What guy are your Sharkies th- mates reckon? Yeah, this is, this is actually – we discussed this um, yeah. the other night. Uh, yesterday. We discussed this yesterday actually. So he was – as you said, he is an, op- an option for that left centre – I just think a guy coming back from an ACL uh, on a side that is has been defensive, defensively flawed, it's probably a bit of a risk to just chuck him in there yeah. at this point. But he's certainly capable. I'll be honest with you, when I watch Cade Dykes, I, I, I don't disagree there. I reckon there's every chance he could become the six as well. When I watch him, and you know, granted, I haven't watched him come back from that ACL, but I, I actually, when he was playing Jersey Flag and stuff, I... I don't know what why it always lined up this way, but the, the under-16s team I was coaching, we would quite often play on a Sunday Arvo, and then the next game after us was quite often a Jersey flag game. And I used to quite often see that the the, um, the Sharks side play. I think they came over and played Roosters and Souths at the same time. So I, I watched him a few times, and I, I I think he's more of a fullback. Yeah? I, I, I think he can make a good fist of it at 5'8". I think he'd be very good at both of them, but I reckon naturally he's a fullback. So it'll be interesting to see... Yeah, like I, I think Will Kennedy's got a reasonably good mortgage on that jersey moving forward, but fuck, it'd be interesting to see Cade Dykes really knock on the door of that six or one jersey. And I, and I think he will. I think I, I think, think he will too. Yeah, Will, Will Kennedy, and as we've been saying this whole podcast, Will Kennedy, Brian Schindel, both great first graders. But if they have competition, if they have people nipping on their heels, it can only be good for them as well. So it's going to be so interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And like I, I love Will Kennedy, yeah, absolutely love him. He's a very good player. But the reality is. I was sitting here two weeks before finals when he was coming back from injury going, I think I'd just go with Connor Tracy. I think that mm. Kennedy gave him an opportunity and Tracy was very impressive. And I, I think if you're Trindle or if you're uh, Will Kennedy, fuck, you do not want to give Dykes an opportunity. No way. No way. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll both they'll both be fully aware of that for sure. They'll, they'll know how good this kid is. Um, there, there's Dykes. There's another guy in the squad named Daniel Atkinson. Yeah. I, I, but he, did, did he come down from the Falcons a few years ago? I, I'm pretty oh, I don't know where he came from, but didn't he kill it in the trials last year? He looked very good in the trials. He's just a tough little bastard. A little bit unorthodox in what he does, but I really like the look of him. I'm pretty sure he went Falcons, Storm, and now he's ended up at Cronulla. Right. Um, he's another one that they've got written on his profile halfback. I think he's more of a 5'8 fullback. Could jump in sort of anywhere. So 
The depth is unreal. They've also got young, I don't think you'll see him this year, but young uh, Michael Gabriel, who's come over from the Canterbury Bulldogs, who I think has got a big future as well. Looks very good. And Sam Stone Street, who obviously they've got gun wingers who don't play Origin, so it's going to be hard for him to get into that side. But uh, a lot of Sharkies fans, very, very high on him as well. Uh, they've also got uh, the, I don't know if he's older or younger, but uh, the other Puru there. Remember the halfback in the yeah, trial last yep, year? Yep. Looked very impressive. So, um yeah, they are in a very, very good spot, the Cronulla Sharks, with plenty of depth, uh, plenty of competition for spots, and um, plenty to prove this year, mate. Oh, so much to prove. So much to prove. Absolutely. There's there's a lot of teams with a lot to prove, but th- it's going to be the same old story with the Sharks all year, unfortunately. It's like, get to the eight, we need to win. I, I don't care what you do. On the, I know you're a good footy side. Mm. I know you can play well. I know you can score points. I want to know if you can do it on the big stage. Mate, so. this, this soft draw that they have to start the year just does not help. Like, they play the Warriors first up, which is tough. But then they go Dogs, Tigers, Raiders, by South Cowboys, Raiders, Dragons. Like, it's a pretty – it's a very good draw to start, which which doesn't help the narrative that if they win eight, eight of those games, it doesn't help, does it? Not at all. No, and I, I think it could lure them into a bit of a false sense of security as well. Sharkies. Did you say they play the Warriors round one? Yeah, in New Zealand. So that's going to be The tough. AFB Cup round one. How yeah, that? true. That's wow. fucking unreal. I love that. All right, Matty, give me a four-team bracket. Where do the Sharkies finish at the end of the regular season? I'm going to say they finish anywhere between, I'm going to say, fourth to sixth. Yeah, I was going to say about the same. Yeah. I had them, yeah. Fourth to sixth, I, I, I think is a pretty good shout. Do they win a finals game? I I think so. Yeah. I'm going to say no. You're going to say no? I think, i tell you what, and I'll die on this hill. I think that Nico Hines has been unfairly, mm. uh, what's the word? Sledged maybe? I don't know about the whole non-big games thing because I know he's the halfback and the, the result finishes with you. But he was really, really good in that Cowboys game. He was really, really good in that Roosters game. He did miss a couple of field goals, I know. The origin thing, that wasn't his fault at all. I, I think I think it's been I think it's been the criticism has been a little bit unfair. But I, I get it that the that the buck stops with the halfback. Yeah. It's so. tough in rugby league and that's the beauty of the halfback spot. That's why you get paid so much. That's why you're in the papers when you win, regardless of how you play. That's you're in the papers regardless of how you play when you lose as well. The old saying, uh, for halfbacks in rugby league, when you win, you give credit. When you lose, you take responsibility. Mm. It's very, t- it's a tough position. It is a brutally sure. tough position. It's not for everyone. Got to keep in mind too, Nico's in game 45 of playing a halfback. Exactly right, yep. So we do need to keep that in mind 100% despite setting such a lofty st- Like It's crazy to think you can win a Dally M come second the year after and be criticised. Mm. But Cronulla Sharks, they're in the NRL to win grand finals. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and they should. Nico be. Hines is in the NRL to win grand finals as well. Yep, yeah, he'd give it all. He'd give Dally M's and all that bullshit away for a premiership. Oh, no doubt he about would. it. Hundred yeah. percent, he would. But yeah, he's going to be an interesting talking point once again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he fits into the New South Wales system if Madge does turn to him or not. I think that Madge will pick some very good defenders in that side. So it'll be interesting to see where Nico lands in that. Mm. Very, very interesting. Yeah, you know, I reckon this is the first time in a long time where I have just ignored my any thoughts about Origin. For, for a long time. I just think the whole the whole Freddie thing, I have no idea what the team's going to be next year. No idea. Yeah. No. I'm idea. very confident Hudson Young's there. Outside of that, I've got no fucking idea. I feel like he's the only match player we've got. <laughs> I'm wildly confident Hudson's there. You reckon Cam McGuinness is a shout? He's coached him. You know what? I, 
you know that I was singing this from fucking hilltops for the last two years, but I I do wonder if Cam's window is just closed, mm. age wise, uh, but with some good footy. Mm. If he if he shows he's up to it, I think Madge will pick him in a heartbeat because yeah, he knows too. what he's fucking made of. And it might just be a really good example. Hey, the TPJs, the Talakai's of the world, the guys with upside and all that, that's not the direction we're going anymore. Mm. This is the sort of fucker we want. Yep. Agreed. And in saying that, you know what? If we got to Origin 1 and Cam McInnes was a Queenser and they picked him, I'd go, shit. Yeah, I'd go, of course. Yeah. Here we go again. Yeah, interesting to think about. I'd love to see Cam McGinnis there. It'd be unreal. Botany oh. boy? Sorry? Botany boy? Grew up in Botany, yep. Yep, how good. Went to Morris Pagewood. Yeah, right. There's a few from Morris Pagewood. Latrell. Yeah, Latrell. That's all Luttrell, I had on my list. Latrell made a, a little cameo there for about a year. <laughs> little little cameo appearance. He yeah. made one of the Roosters too, didn't he? Sorry? He made one of the Roosters too, didn't he? Yeah, just a little one. A couple of prems. Just a little, couple, a couple of rings. Hopefully he gets one soon. Um, all right. <laughs> Anything else before we go, Matthew? Nah, Sharkies, yeah, they're better. They're better than none of three in finals. Put it that way. Have you got your keys on you? <laughs> I forgot. I my can't believe we didn't mention this. My keys are not leaving my person. What a fucking fiasco! I've still got. You can't. You can't see it, but my hands are all, actually. You can see it a little bit. My hands are all cut up from it. <laughs> so good, you poor bastard. Oh no! Unreal game. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Once again, we'll have beers and break-evens on Wednesday. And then tomorrow afternoon, we'll have another uh, best 17. Not sure who it will be yet. Haven't made up my mind yet. Leave it in the comments. If you want to let me know, I'll do that on Tuesday morning. Uh, So plenty more content coming your way.